everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is part two of a two-part episode where I interview myself. Just kidding. It's just a Kelly O solo show talking about healthy fats and the importance of healthy fats, but counting those healthy fats when we are uh, on a weight loss journey. And you are going to love this show But don't dive in here to part two without listening to part one. It's really, really important you listen to part one first. I will tell you guys, I measure the foods that we put on. If we're putting on feta cheese, I will measure the feta cheese and I account for the calories. But you know what I haven't been adding in? I haven't been accounting for the uh, olive oil that he cooks the, the, the fish in or the chicken in. I haven't been adding that. And if you add, you know, again, by my memory, most healthy fats are one tablespoon is 90 to 100 calories. That's whether it's butter or um, whatever. So no question, we could easily have four or 500 calories in that pan cooking that chicken. Now, does each one of those pieces of chicken hold all the fat? No. But when you're not, when you're only taking into account, I'm having this boneless, skinless, um, you know, chicken thigh, and then you're counting up your calories for the um, the avocado, the feta cheese, if you put that on there, the tomatoes, and you're adding all of that up, what you're missing is probably, it's reasonable to assume 100 to 150 calories, you know, maybe, and potentially maybe 200 calories for your oil, okay? And then you're adding more oil with your salad dressing. Not that we use a lot, but still, if you don't count those 200 calories, and quite often if we would have dinner, Steve would put, and please no, I'm not saying this to throw Steve under the bus. It's just, these are just things, He neither he nor I were thinking about this, okay? The devil is in the details. If you're having an extra three, 400 calories a day, let's just say 300, okay? And you're not, you're not counting it. Let, let's see how that adds up an extra. Let's just go with 200. If you have an extra 200 calories a day times seven days a week, let's just say times five, let's say there's five days a week. You're not counting, um, some olive oil. That's a thousand calories a week. That's 4,000 calories a month. That's a pound. 
that's a pound you could have lost or that's a pound you might have gained. Okay. And if you, if you double that, which is a lot more reasonable to think that maybe five days a week, there are two tablespoons of olive oil that you're not accounting for. Wait a second. Um, four tablespoons. So two tablespoons of olive oil is a pretty small serving. But if we make vegetables, we were tossing them all in olive oil. Like we put a bunch of Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, and sweet potatoes in a bowl, put some olive oil in there, put some um, salt and pepper and garlic salt in there, toss it all up, put it in the air fryer. Those are also olive oil calories that we haven't been counting. So realistically, as I'm sharing this story with you guys, if I'm to make that meal going forward, I would need to add in two to 400 calories of healthy fats if we continue to cook that way. So guys, gals, think about that. I just said I need to add in 200 to 400 calories. That's like 50% of my calories that I wasn't accounting for. So if you, if you are, if you're regularly cooking with these healthy fats, this is not, I hope I don't have to say this. This is not me saying that cooking a bunch of vegetables in the air fryer with olive oil is bad. That's not it at all. It's not to say cooking organic chicken thighs, skinless, boneless, skinless chicken thighs in the cast iron skillet with olive oil or coconut oil is bad for you. This is not about that at all. This is about the fact that if we need to lose weight and we need to be in a caloric deficit and we find that, hey, we've been losing weight for a while and now we're kind of plateaued, these are the types of things where you can go, hey, maybe we really start watching how much healthy fat we're cooking with. Like maybe we start cooking our vegetables without healthy fats. Maybe we, you know, really are careful about it because think about it. What if you'd had for breakfast um, a cup, maybe you had egg whites, but you cook them in um, one tablespoon. And most people, here's the thing, when most people are cooking on the stove, they're not measuring. They're just taking out a big scoop of butter and thinking, oh, that's a tablespoon. But that could easily be two tablespoons, right? So that could be 200 calories. And, you know, maybe your whatever you're cooking doesn't soak up all of that. But let's be real. You could cook in the morning. Um, you could cook maybe in the maybe middle of the day for lunch. You made um, you wanted to have a toasted sandwich. It made maybe you had it on the best whole wheat bread, and you had some great, um, you know, chicken. But you put it in a pan, and you put butter on both sides of the, you know, bread, and you toasted it in the in the pan. That's a little bit of healthy fats there. There's a little bit of healthy fats for breakfast. These are the things that could add up. Now, not everybody's going to cook and use healthy fats for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's probably not reasonable. But if you're eating out and you're eating foods that are cooked, you have to assume there's there's olive oil and stuff in that. When you're cooking at home, I just think there's quite a lot of us. If you're like me, maybe you're listening to this going, wow, I have not been thinking about that. So again, this is not to say we need to be on a fat-free diet. This is not to say cooking with healthy fats is bad for you. What it is to say is that like so many things when it comes to calories, if you're not paying attention, there could be the secret to why you're staying at the same weight versus losing. I honestly, that yesterday was such an eye-opening day for me because it's something 
there were a couple of times I would notice that like when Steve would put these vegetables and again, I'm not throwing him under the bus. This is just a point because he and I talked about this last night. We both were like, huh, hadn't thought about that, you know, because we weren't counting it. And we've really been trying to become more and more diligent uh, about counting our calories. We really both want to reach our, our fat loss goals this summer. And when I said that to him, I'm like, you know, we could easily have a meal where we're cooking these vegetables and we're adding up the calories in the vegetables. We're adding up the calories in the, the chicken and we're putting everything on our, on our salad. And we're like, this is great. This is so filling, but we weren't counting the fat. And that could be two to 400 calories a meal that you're not counting for. And guys and gals, if you start thinking about that, that can add up. So to me, what we're going to start doing and again, I was exposed to this message. There was somebody else later that day had watched these videos. And then later yesterday, I saw um, Be Well Jen post something about how healthy fats are one of the number one most unreported things that when people are dieting, they, they're not accounting for it. And it's so easy. It's kind of like healthy fats that we cook with. It's like nuts. Who Who's going to have, if you look at what an appropriate serving of almonds is, it's a small serving. Most people would have a much bigger handful of nuts. Healthy fats are very similar. It's like if you put one tablespoon of oil in a pan, you're not going to be able to spread that all over the pan to cook your, your meat or whatever it is, your eggs that you're cooking in that pan or your fish. So just realize that when we're cooking with healthy fats, we're probably having a, a much more calorically dense amount of healthy fats. And if you think about it, this is what he and I are going to do. Now I'm tuning into a lot of her recipes. Um, high carb Hannah. I think she's got, you know, some, I'm not vegan again, but she's got some great tips for how to cook and, you know, you just get creative. I mean, the stuff that she was making looked so delicious. I wanted to climb through the screen and eat it. And she was cooking it without healthy fats. And her whole point again is make yourself really food dense get the most bang for your buck calorie wise. If you're and she was showing, you know, hey, here's this 300 calorie bowl. She made this oatmeal with like zucchini and berries in it. And I know that sounds gross, but I guarantee you if you watch the video, which I will link up to in the show notes, you will be drooling and you will come away from watching these videos going, I'm going to I'm going to make more vegetables. That's what I did. Like yesterday, it was such an aha moment about this topic, you guys. I came away from this and and Steve and I agreed. We are going to make more and more vegetables, which was really our goal anyway, really get back into making sure we have a big salad, at least one of our meals, lunch or dinner every single day, a lot more vegetables, and really start watching how much of the healthy fats we're cooking with and count them. Because you guys, I really feel like that this is going to be the June thing for me. Like May was my first month where I got back all the way up to six workouts a week, that was a big deal for me. I made progress. Um, Steve was noticing it, you know, pretty much every other day in my body. He's like, you're really losing weight. Your arms are getting lean. I'm noticing it in your legs. I'm, I'm feeling it. I think this is going to be a significant game changer in our weight loss journey in June. And I will share the results on my blog at kellyalexa.com. And I mentioned this earlier, but I want to close on this point. So I talked about caloric deficit in the beginning of the show. I talked about how Jordan Syatt, when I learned about caloric deficit and I had that, that re-aha moment of like, oh my gosh, this is what the key is. 
not all these other stupid rules about fitness, right? It's just caloric deficit. That's what helps you lose weight. And if you focus on that, you will lose weight. It doesn't matter all of the other health issues you have. If you have hypothyroidism, if you have adrenal fatigue, if you have hormonal imbalance, if you eat in a caloric deficit, you will lose weight, period. And it's so true. It sounds like it can't be true because we've been led to believe that, oh, you have a slow metabolism. Oh, you're over 40. All this bullshit. It's, it's not the case. Test it out. So one of the interesting things, and I shared this on my blog, that happens very naturally, if, if you shift and you haven't been focused on caloric deficit and maybe even focusing on things like, I can't have carbs, I can't have fruit, I can't have fake food, I can't have packaged food, I can't have any sweets, I can't have any sugar, I can't have any diet soda. You've been following all these rules, right, about, about food, but not counting your calories. When you switch and you focus solely on caloric deficit, and you let yourself have whatever you want to eat. It was remarkable to me because the first the, the first phase of me going on caloric deficit, I let myself have um, so many things that I hadn't before. You know, if I wanted to go out and have pop tarts that day, I had it. I wasn't going to say I'm not going to. I just I I said the only thing that matters is me being in a caloric deficit. And here's the deal. I, for the first time, and you guys might laugh at this, but there's certain things that we just love. I love this Lean Cuisine spinach pizza. It, it, it reminds me of when I first started dieting years and years and years ago, but there's this spinach mushroom pizza that Lean Cuisine makes. And yes, it's packaged food. Yes, it's diet food. Yes, it has gluten in it. Okay, it's all of these little rules that aren't true. But you know what? It's 330 calories, I think. It's this little round pizza of deliciousness. And I wanted it. So when I first started the caloric deficit, I'm like, I'm going to have some of these things that I haven't had in years that I've been telling myself I'm not allowed to have for years. And what I found is in like the first month, A, the beautiful surprise was being in a caloric deficit. It was around Christmas time and I would have, you know, some Christmas cookies here, some Christmas wine here. I had whatever I wanted. I was losing weight. Hey everybody, if you're tuning into this podcast and you are either A, thinking about having a podcast of your own someday, or you've already started your own podcast and you're doing your own production work. I have to recommend my podcast producer. He's got a few spots open and I told him, please let me help you get some of these business spots filled. He is exceptional at what he does. He is timely, he's professional, he is outstanding at covering up all of my screw ups. I've been working with him for the better part of a year and a half. Can't recommend him strongly enough. And so because he's got a few spots open, I thought I would put an ad on here and let you guys know. If you are looking for an outstanding podcast producer, I've got you covered. Go to kellyalexa.com, fill out the contact me form. I'll connect you directly. So I was starting to, to see that I was, you know, losing whatever. And I wasn't weighing myself, but I guess, you know, half a pound to a pound a week. I could just feel that the pounds were dropping. And I was still having all of these things. I was having wine. I was having cookies. I was having um, all the treats that we have around the holidays, right? What naturally happens, this ties back to what we've been talking about in this episode with the volume of food. If you can have, like me, my caloric deficit number is 1,600 calories a day, okay, to get to my goal weight. If I had, for example, um, if I focused on things like the Lean Cuisine spinach pizza, 
330 calories. I'm not going to lie. There's definitely times where I've had two of those a day. So that's 600 calories. Let's assume like all I had in a day was my Lean Cuisine pizza. Okay. So you could have probably five, maybe four of those, four or five of those. Um, right. If you had five, five times three is about 1500. Um, that might be a little bit over. So you could have, you know, two for lunch and I'm not going to lie. I could easily put away two of those. Okay. All of you women out there, they're like, Oh my God, I could never have two. I don't even know what's, what your deal is. I can eat like a boss. So say I had two of those for, for lunch, two of those for dinner. And maybe let's, this is a crazy day. I'm just using it as an example. One for breakfast. Okay. I could eat two of those for lunch, but because it's mostly bread and, you know, it's got some dairy on it, but it's not going to fill you up. So in other words, I can have 1600 calories of lean cuisine pizza and it might be damn tasty. And I might have that day where I'm like, well, this is great. All I had was pizza today. I'm, I'm using this as a funny example. Someone's going to take me very seriously and I don't want you to. This is just making the point about the how full you get from the right kinds of foods. 1600 calories of lean cuisine pizza, I would not be full. Now you might say, oh, but you had two pizzas. Trust me when I tell you if that's what I ate and that's all I ate that day, I would still be hungry and I would easily still be able to eat a ton of calories in between those meals. Now, what happens is as you get on your caloric deficit um, plan and you stick to it, you naturally start to realize that. And you naturally start to realize like, hey, I love those lean cuisine pizzas or maybe I love Pop-Tarts. Let's use Pop-Tarts as an example, okay? One Pop-Tart's 200 calories. So two Pop-Tarts, one little package of Pop-Tarts is 400 calories. I could easily, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's 400 calories. I could easily eat four Pop-Tarts. Anybody who says they can't eat four Pop-Tarts is, I challenge you to a duel. That's 800 calories. That's half my calories that I could easily polish off with a cup of coffee in the morning. And I would definitely be hungry by lunch. So when you eat foods like that, that are too calorically dense, that's not the best choice. So when you start going on a caloric deficit focus, you'll naturally start to say, wait a second, you know what? If I make my salad or my big, I call them like throw it all in a bowl meals where I, you know, chop up a bunch of lettuce, maybe cook some ground turkey, um, uh, you know, on the stove, mix in some rotel chili with it, add a measured portion of cheddar cheese, mix that all up, put it on top of my lettuce, add some rice, cilantro, red onion, or excuse me, yeah, red or green onion, add some um, jalapeno, and, and mix it all up, add tomatoes, a bunch of vegetables, like that, if I measure it up and I do it right, that could be a 500 calorie meal. I will be so full from that meal. Like that will hold me all afternoon. In fact, quite often when I've made bowls like that, I've shared this on my blog before, I would make it for lunch and it would be such a big bowl that I'd have half of it and I'd be full and then I'd have half later. That's a 250 calorie quote unquote meal for for um, lunch and then I'd have half for dinner and maybe you know another type of healthy snack in between. That is a completely different experience than what you experience alternatively with Pop-Tarts, okay? So Pop-Tarts, I could probably eat a whole box of Pop-Tarts and I would still want to, I could still eat a cheeseburger or a pizza. The point is, is when you're, when you're not, 
when you're eating these foods that are more carbs and, and the not good kinds of carbs, if you will, I'm trying to get away from labeling foods, but you get what we're talking about with volume. We're talking about if you're going to have 300 calories, have 300 calories is going to fill you up, satisfy you, satiate you, as opposed to 300 calories that and half an hour later or an hour later, you're still hungry. This is when you learn to be strategic. And this is when, and this is also why it's it's good for for life to figure this stuff out. Because instead of labeling, I can never have a Pop-Tart, when you learn to look at a Pop-Tart in a different way and just say, okay, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, do I want to spend, it's like you start to look at food like money. Do I want to spend my 400 bucks on this? And maybe you do today. Maybe you do that day. Maybe you're like, you know what? I just, I just want a pop tart. Or maybe you're, you're driving somewhere. You're, you're, you're on the road, and you just want. That's what you're craving. And you're like, you know what? It looks like today I'm going to be in the car for a while, and I'm going to have this. And the way that my day looks, I'll probably end up just having a huge salad for dinner. So I'm going to let myself have it. You spend your four hundred dollars, your four hundred calories there. But on other days, you're like, here's what's going down today. And I'm planning on, you know, spending a lot of money. I'm, sp- I'm planning on spending a lot of calories at, at this birthday party I'm going to on Friday. And so today I'm not going to have Pop-Tarts. I'm not going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it tight because I'm going to save up and have that, you know, really big spend of calories on Friday. That's, that's how I do it. I've taken caloric deficit I've worked it into a way where I cycle my calories. I have some low calorie days, some high calorie days. Um, Sometimes I work, I'll work like a 24 hour fast into a week. Sometimes I don't, but then that lets me have Fridays and Saturdays to have, you know, alcohol um, to, to let me have a cheat meal. Um, And it just gives me a lot more freedom. But the more that you start understanding, you know, a, you can have whatever you want to eat B, if you stick to caloric deficit, you have so much more freedom because it really is just a matter of planning. You know, if you accidentally go out with your friends on a Wednesday night, it wasn't planned and you end up that that day you had 2,500 calories. Well, guess what? You've got three days the rest of the week to, to, to fix it. You've got three days to take that extra, say in my case, 1,000 calories and deduct 300 calories a day. And maybe that's not what you wanted to, but hey, you, you went out with your friends on Wednesday night and you had wings and you had three margaritas. So so you spent your money there and then you got to tighten up and, and not go out to eat, if you will. Um, but it's it's such a much better way to live. And then having this newsflash yesterday, that was a gift because Steve and I have not been paying attention. Um, and I think a lot of you listening to this are probably like having the same aha moments I am like wow, I haven't been paying attention to my healthy fats. I really do think a lot of us pay attention to all the other things. You know, you're like me, you make that salad and you you weigh your avocado, you you weigh your salad dressing, you're, you're weighing your, or measuring your, the amount of feta cheese or whatever it is you're putting on it. Or if you're putting hummus on the top, that's another one of my favorite salads. I cook tempa in, in a pan with soy sauce. And then I put that on top of uh, a big bed of lettuce and I use hummus for my dressing, but I measure that hummus. So if you're going to be diligent with all these areas, if you tighten up, let's, let's watch what happens with me. I'm going to report this on my blog um, because I really think that over the next 30 days, so today I'm recording this, it's June 11th. 
I think that by July 11th of really tightening up on the healthy fats, I think Steve and I are both going to be surprised at the, how this is going to improve our results. And I will report back to you. Um, I'm going to try a lot more um, different ways of cooking vegetables. I'm going to focus, both of us are going to focus on having more vegetables in our in our diet, in our life. And uh, I'm excited, honestly. And I do. I encourage you to check out more of these YouTubers and bloggers who, you know, just because someone's vegan or vegetarian, if you're not, it doesn't mean that you can't get you can still have a plant-based, plant-based focused diet and not be vegetarian. You know, there's a lot of these meals that somebody who's vegetarian or vegan might make. And then you can, if you want to add chicken, or maybe you say, Hey, a couple nights a week and we're going to eat vegetarian. I mean, all of us can benefit from a more plant-based diet and being plant-based doesn't mean you're only eating plant-based foods. So keep that in mind because I really, once I hopped over to this Hannah's blog, I was like, oh my God. Um, there were three or four recipes right away from the one video we watched. Her oatmeal recipe, this lentil soup recipe, and then the potatoes recipe. I learned so much and I'm going to be using my air fryer more than ever. Um, and I'm so grateful for the lesson. So I hope this helped you. And I hope the level of detail as usual that I went into... <laughs> I'm never brief. This is now a 48-minute show. Um, I hope this was helpful as well. Um, so let me know if you tried this. Let me know uh, as well if you hit me up in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. If there are other you know, vegan, vegetarian, plant-based bloggers who have great recipes, or maybe they're not plant-based bloggers. Maybe they just have types of recipes like this. Let's share it all over in the show notes, uh, in the comments, so that you know we can start following some of these people and, and give them some love. Um, and I'm going to see if I can get Hannah on the show to interview her, because uh, certainly I'm obsessed with her by now. Um, and I think she has a fantastic weight loss story. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope it was helpful. Um, make sure you head on over to the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. I will link up to everything I mentioned. And uh, that's it. Have a great rest of the day. I will see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you the brilliant aha moments that I had and that you are as excited as I am not only to start looking up um, some new recipes, click on over uh, in the show notes to all the things I've linked up that I mentioned here uh, in this episode, start checking out, you know, some of whether it's high carb Hannah or some of these other folks that I tagged over there, check out on Pinterest. If you're not on Pinterest, you know, follow me, follow the Kelly O show on Pinterest. Um, I've got a ton of great recipes pinned and you can start finding uh, some other folks with some great recipes. I mean, certainly Pinterest is the land of great recipes. Um, but I think that this could be a really exciting chapter for a lot of us now that we have this awareness. If you're like me and you have not been thinking about this part of your cooking and you haven't been accounting for this, this could be a missing link. This could be something that you're like, hey, let me pay attention to this now. And all of a sudden over the next 30, 60 days, you see a big change because you've made a simple shift. And it doesn't mean making this simple shift is going to take all the taste out of your life. That's what's so cool. You know, I was watching these videos with this girl. I'm like, oh my God, like I half of us when we cook with healthy fats, whether it's healthy fats or bad fats, it's not like we're tasting it. You know, there's certain times when you can make a simple change. Like I'm going to mention a bad food here. Um, one of my favorite junk foods, and don't judge me, is a a fish sandwich at McDonald's. Okay. And when I was first counting calories and not focusing on clean foods, this is years ago. 
if I wanted something like a fish sandwich, one of the simple things I did to save, you know, 90 to 100 calories is I would just order a fish sandwich with no cheese on it. Because the truth is, if you eat a fish sandwich, you don't actually taste the cheese, but it's on there and you're consuming the calories. There's lots of things like that where we can either twist the way we order something or cook something. It still is going to taste just as great, but we're we're saving those calories. And we all know calories count when it comes to weight loss. So make it count. Make make the right calories count and enjoy what you're eating. I This was the best discovery ever for me yesterday. And I'm very excited to see how applying it in my life over the next 30 to 60 days is going to make an impact because I really think it's going to make a big impact. I think that my man and I have been probably consuming a lot more in the healthy fat region than we realized. And I, I just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that I stumbled on this yesterday and excited to hear from all of you um, what your results are when you make these tweaks. So head on over to the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. Um, leave comments, link up to any anybody that you recommend that has some great recipes um, similarly um, or a similar approach. And if you got a lot of value out of this show, share it with your friends on social media. If you haven't had a chance to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, I'd so appreciate a review. It really helps the show get seen and heard by more people who can benefit from this information. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.